Good morning. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. While the new music was playing, I realized, looking over at my microphone, that I was missing this little foam thing right here. You can't really see it behind the behind the, the writings there. But uh, so it, the, the new intro is a little bit longer than the old, and I'm glad because I was just able to find it underneath the seat, put the foam thing back on, and get my glasses back on. So anyway, I'm glad you're here with me. We're starting out today, as we always do. We've got our readings that we go through, and um, I kind of summarize those readings on the on the reading plan, and hopefully it helps you continue along in your reading, or even if you're just jumping in right now, or kind of jumping in and jumping out, at least you get some exposure to the Word, which is a great thing to do on a daily basis, particularly in the morning. It centers your whole day. So today is Sunday the 10th of September. Our readings for today are Psalm 106, 32 through 39, 2 Corinthians 11, 16 through 33, and Isaiah 24 through 26. Now, Psalm 106 continues the story of the Israelis. Verse 34, they, quote, failed to destroy the nations in the land as the Lord had commanded them. Instead, they mingled among the pagans and adopted their evil customs. All I can say is that this happens today as well, and be careful who you let in your sphere of influence, because, like the name implies, it will influence you. It's very important who we associate with, and and uh, because of that, we, we, we should try to keep ourselves as distant as possible from temptation. Verse 34 because of all this, quote, they defiled themselves by their evil deeds and their love of idols was adultery in the Lord's sight. New Testament, we pick up the story in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 16. Paul is admonishing the Corinthians as they, quote, verse 19, enjoy putting up with fools, end quote. It's gotten them enslaved, taken advantage of, lost control, slaps them in the face. Some pretty bad things listening to the wrong people. Now, Paul does seem to be employing a bit of sarcasm here when he says in verse 21, I'm ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But then Paul goes on to, on the offensive, to boast about himself purposefully talking like a fool, I think. I think he's insinuating that only fools boast of themselves. I could be wrong about this, but he does go on to list a lot of the things that he's been through. So he, verse 30, quote, he says, if I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. Now watch this. Just He is now, he has just listed all of the things that he has endured in the pursuit of spreading the gospel. I've got some of here. First of all, he notes his lineage three times as a Hebrew Israelite descendant of Abraham. Then he notes he's a servant of Christ. He's had to persevere in prison. 
he's been whipped many times, five times. He took 39 lashes. It was thought back then that 40 is what would be fatal. So he obviously faced death many times. Three times he was beaten with rods. Once he was stoned. Three times shipwrecked. One time for a night and a day. He was adrift at sea. Faced dangers from rivers and robbers. And he lists some more. But I think the point that he's trying to make here is that it wasn't his strength. It was God who gave him the strength to endure all of these sufferings for promoting the good news. At least that's my takeaway and lesson on how to live life as an effective Christian. We inevitably will face some negative reaction as we promote the gospel. That's okay. Stay firm. Old Testament, we're in Isaiah 24. Seemingly, this is a vision of the destruction of the earth. Verse 3, quote, the earth will be completely emptied and looted. Now, to me, on first read, that seems to convey that anything of value, anything at all, will not remain. Verse 5, quote, the earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws, and broken his everlasting covenant. He goes on to say that the people will be destroyed by fire, and only a few will survive. Is this our future? Is Isaiah seeing something in our future, such as nuclear war? Or is this in our past, and he's describing a future event from his perspective in time? So for us, then, it might have already happened. Again, a study on Isaiah would be good for this. As it turns out, my wife had mentioned that she had actually started a self-study of Isaiah some time back started it and then stopped and life happens and so we got to talking about this and that study and i think that we're going to try to do that study together i just got to get the book for myself now she cautioned me she said it's a woman's study and i'm like that's okay i, I think i can adjust to it it's all right regardless uh the ones that are going to remain after all of this will be joyful and praise God, according to Isaiah. But Isaiah, when he's writing this, he's heavy with grief because of all the treachery he sees. Do you feel that sometimes? Heavy with grief when you turn on the news and you see what's going on and you just can't process. It's hard to understand. I do. I I sometimes have to just recenter and, and say that I don't understand, but I do understand God's got all this. In Isaiah 25, the tone is now changed. Isaiah is praising God, recognizing God's majesty and glory. Verse 8, quote, He will swallow up death forever. This will be the result of the people turning back or repenting, turning to God. And Isaiah 26 continues this theme. It's a song of praise for that day when it comes. For those who are righteous, God smooths out the path ahead of them. He seems to imply that some people, not all, not the wicked, not all the wicked, will learn what is right when the Lord comes to judge the earth. 
for me, it's kind of hard to fathom that at a point it's kind of in your face, but some will refuse to see the obvious, as you see in verse 10, quote, although others do right, the wicked keep doing wrong and take no notice of the Lord's majesty. Continuing on in verse 19, quote, but those who die in the Lord will live, their bodies will rise again. And therein lies our hope, our destiny, and our salvation. All we need to do is to be present, listen, and obey what God wants in our life. My prayer for you today is that you practice being present because you can then fill yourself with the Spirit. It, if you're worried about what's in the past or what's coming up in the future, it gets a little bit difficult. But the present really is all we have. And that's my prayer for you today. Something a little bit different, just like the music in the beginning. So I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, we will meet again tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.